Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to a special of the FDP. With me as always is Benji. Hello, hello. How's it going? Yeah, good, you? Yeah, buzzing for this one, mate. Buzzing for this one. I can't wait. We don't normally do more than one, do we? We don't. This is a, it's an FDP first, actually, this one. So very excited. We don't get paid enough to do more than one. We don't. We don't. We haven't got enough time, mate. We're so busy. You know, globe trotting. So <laughs> Unbelievable. But it's a good one, this one, though, isn't it? It's going to be. It is. It no is. Pressure. No pressure at all. But uh, go on, go ahead. Introduce it, mate. Me? Oh, we got. Okay, sorry. I thought you were saying to no, George. You to Come on, mate. That's a bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> we got George with us today from AFC Crew. Hi, guys. Hi, George. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Good. Excited good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us for our for our special. Just to talk about all everything AFC Crew. Benji's got a vested interest, and he's. He's invited you on. So I think sort of like the first question is then, who are you? What do you do? What's AFC crew? <laughs> Tell us all about it. Right. Yeah. Where do I start? Right. So I'm George. Um, I've worked in journalism, social media for the past 10 years or so, if not a bit longer now, actually. Um, I'm a massive football fan. Let's not talk about who I support. Um, Come on. Who's your George. Tottenham and I really don't want to talk about it it's just like it's honestly it's like you know when like a crater opens up in the films <laughs> and you get swallowed up it's been like that for four years now so you know pretty pretty and sick then, of football no joking and then you uh, end up on a podcast with two gooners <laughs> oh two gooners oh dear where's the leave button where's the leave button <laughs> no um <clears throat> no so we um yeah so massive football fan played football my whole life played football manager played fifa you know all of it right i'm i'm the full the full works as it were when it comes to football fandom um but yeah so so um, i mean over time 
football, as we know, is becoming more and more about how much money you spend and how much you pay players and less about mm. momentum and fandom. And it's becoming a lot harder to support these big clubs, in my opinion. Um, I don't know whether you guys agree with that. It's probably slightly different because you sit on top of the table at the moment, but... No, I, I agree, mate. I mean, I was yeah, okay. uh, I was actually an Arsenal season ticket holder a couple of years ago, just before COVID hit. Uh, sort of, I, I say it wasn't officially. I bought it off a friend and just sort of like just took his ticket basically and paid for it. Um, it was great fun, obviously, until COVID. But it's you know nearly eleven hundred quid for the year, and you know Arsenal were pretty crap at the time. So it was cases <laughs> like yeah, we could probably justify it a bit more now. Um, but you know when you're working, you've got you know family, you've got bills to pay, you've got your mortgage and stuff. It is just, it's too much money now. It's just yeah, far too much I think money. that was, you know, I mean, it's hard, you know, like, it's hard to, to quantify it really because when your team's doing well, it's really easy to love football and you want a game every three days and all of it, right? And then when your team's doing badly like, and it's embarrassing off the pitch and on the pitch and whatever, you, you, you distance yourself from it and you distance yourself from that level of football. But I think, trying to speak objectively obviously like you know putting all the nonsense with Tottenham to one side um I think generally speaking there's been a bit of a shift with football fandom and people want to feel that connection to their club um with with how many you know sports washing projects there are at the moment in the Premier League and around Europe it's quite difficult and then as I said you know you've got other clubs that you you either spend and you keep up or you just don't Mm. And essentially every year you're <clears throat> hoping for a decent cup run, you know, Brighton this weekend. You know, it's a great cup run. If someone told them semi-final FA Cup at the start of the season, they probably would have taken it. Yeah, but like, absolutely. is that what supporting your team's all about? Like when you're playing probably the best football in the league and, you know, I, I don't know for me like that, you know, there's a little bit more to it than that. And, you know, I hope that people don't think that I'm just being old fashioned, but you know, if, again, it's another thing that gets levelled at Tottenham all the time, isn't it? What have you won? Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, there's there's only four trophies every season, and let's be real, there are what ten clubs in Europe that probably win most of the trophies. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, it, it's yeah, a tough thing to do, and and you know, anyway, the, all of this sort of adds up to to how we sort of started um, new fans. So. Um, new fan which is sort of what i'm here to talk about an afc crew and whatever um yeah it sort of started with um with this general feeling really um me and the other founders so uh liam bond um john o yates and scott nelson we started it um because we were just talking about football fandom and all the rest of it and we sort of said like do you reckon this would work this model could work um, and now me and Liam, we, we actually, um, a few years back, there was a, uh, there was another sort of fan ownership model, um, called owner FC. I don't know whether you guys heard of that one. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to ask if you got the idea from that actually. Well, we, we, we got scammed by it. We, we were, we were, we were oh, right. two of the mugs that put our money in and, uh, and lost it. Right. Um, but what we, like I said, we, we experienced that and, at the end of the day, it wasn't like a horrendous amount of money, so it was fine. Like we sort of, you can absorb it, sort of thing. Um, but what we continued to discuss for two or three years, you know, whenever we get together down the pub or whatever, was it was actually a good idea. 
like the model could work mm. it just takes obviously proper leadership and somebody who's not in it to you know take everyone's money and disappear right which yeah. we're not fyi can i just <laughs> get that in straight away we're not i haven't made a penny from this thing so um all it's done is taken up my whole life um so yeah so um that that's sort of where it where it was born from um so liam went away one day and just sort of you know he sort of said just leave it with me and i'll come back with an idea and we'll we'll, we'll crack on and he came back and he sort of said this is the model this is what i want to do it's going to be two subscription levels you subscribe you own a share in the club and you run the club and we vote on everything mm. um and i sort of said like you know how's it going to be managed and blah blah blah, blah. now me and Liam, we've worked together for a long time. We've worked together for about eight, nine years on and off in various jobs and roles and whatever. Um, and he's always the one that goes, this is an idea and I'm just going to absolutely run with it. And okay, yeah. I'm the very sensible one who's a bit more like, well, hold on. What about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Um, it's worked over the years. We've, we've, we've mm. both done all right out of it. So <laughs> yeah. we thought, hey, let's take it into this as well. Familiar um, with that anyway, dynamic, Liam actually. basically just set it up. He, he he got launch pass ready. He got the website ready. He you know just he sort of ran with it, um, and then um, Jono obviously has massive um, social media following across a number of different pages and in a huge network of followers and stuff like that. Um, so so we so we just ran with it and we did it, um, and that was sort of the start of New Fan. Amazing. <laughs> Wicked. It's incredible, isn't it? <clears throat> and and so, where did AFC Crew fit into that then? So the the bit that people don't really believe us is that we didn't have a club when we started it. Right, the, part of it was that you you subscribe, and obviously, if you're in there in the early days, you'd, you'd also get a like we said, you, you get a say on everything. We're not we're not running the show. We're just making sure that it works. Like that's all. It's it who's running it is the actual paying board members right than subscribers so we didn't have a club um and part of what part of those initial discussions you know way back when i mean we're coming up to a year now it's quite it's quite scary that we're actually coming up to a year but we are and those initial discussions were essentially people going you know where do we want the club what sort of level do we want the club at you know and there were so many opinions being thrown out i think at the time it was maybe 200 or so members um you know we're now at 1400 ish um but at the time it was about 200 members and everybody was talking about you know there was so much going on it was like well do we want somewhere that's like really instagrammable and it was like well no like social's big part of this but like that's not the reason we should go and get a club like you know we need to think about things like people getting there mm. um you know we've got people from all over the world that are members of this thing got people all over the uk this isn't like a local community taking over their club which is what most community-led projects are mm. um so so yeah so so there was a huge debate about you know who we should go after what level we should go after and we actually ended up getting very very close to a deal again all voted for and voted through by the board with a club called pershaw town who are in the i want to say the sixth tier of the pyramid um okay. fantastic club brilliant setup amazing coach um 
I think that they actually won the league this year. I think they've been promoted this season. So, you know, we oh, were yeah. going for a good club, you know. Yeah. Um, the setup was incredible. We even, before it was all signed and everything, the, the, a load of members went down to a game on a Friday night pre-season. Um, it was a great spectacle. Anyway, the, the, there was an issue with the communication between the chairman of the club who had been negotiating this deal with us and um, and the committee, the, 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 the fan committee that owned also own the club and have decision-making rights in the club um and essentially they they it, it sort of collapsed because there was there were, you know the, the committee weren't too happy they were like who are all these people and the, you know the, mm. uh, the very old english football thing of oh it's different I don't want it you know <laughs> yeah. um we, we, which is true right we, you see that all over english football like something changes and people go oh my god why would we do that and it's like well because it's a good idea, you know. Um, yeah, open your mind. Yeah, open your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so after going after a club that was a bit more established and had an established fan base and whatever, though, again, there was another week or two of debate about who we should be going for, whether we start our own club from scratch, you know. There was all sorts going on. Anyway, um, we, we, we whittled down the shortlist to, to about three or four clubs in the end. Um, AFC crew were on there. They were the... Uh, youngest club this is only a second season um so they were the youngest club um there was no existing fan base so the community was going to be the fan base um it, it got a lot of support essentially um and also the fact that crew has some of the best rail links outside of london mm-hmm. um it's got some of the best rail links so again people getting there was easier people were a bit more excited about it and it's it's a it's quite a rich footballing area right you you're 40 minutes from manchester you're half an hour from liverpool um mm. you know about 30 40 minutes from birmingham so in terms of its location as well in terms of the catchment area of talent it's a good area you know cheshire's well known for producing a lot of good footballers you know um i mean crew alex is obviously just around the corner we won't get into obviously their history, but in terms of actually producing footballers, they've produced quite a lot of good footballers over the years, you know. So, mm. um, so we just thought, you know, uh, well, the community thought, yeah, let's go for that club because it'll be ours. Like, you know, that yeah. there was one chairman and there was a group of players, and that was it. Um, okay. And it was up to us to basically build the club from the ground up. So that's how we landed on AFC Crew. Everyone was super excited about it, and. God's honest truth is that I actually wanted AFC crew before we got Pershaw, but obviously the community voted for Pershaw, so we went for Pershaw and whatever. Um, okay. And the way it turned out, for me personally anyway, in, in my voting intention, it worked out well. But, you know, for mm. example, I know some of the other founders, they were dead excited about Pershaw, and that's, you know, that's what they wanted. And, you know, unfortunately, it didn't, didn't really work out that way. But um, I just thought the idea of building a club from the ground up and the story, this might be the, 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 the journalism in me, but the story of saying we got, went from right at the bottom to wherever we might end up in years to come, for me, mm. that's a much more exciting story than we picked up quite a good club with quite a good stadium, with quite a good squad and quite a good coach and did well, you know, because they'll mm. probably turn around and go, well, like, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's it was all set up. <laughs> yeah, you got the foundations there then. It's kind of like yeah. the, the Wrexham story to a certain extent, isn't it? You know, they've got a rich football yeah, yeah. history, but the guys. I mean, have, even have them, bought it. they're getting they're getting a lot of uh, they're getting a lot of shit at the moment, and I just sort of think like, mm. well, hold on, they're 
they they got these owners in the owners are happy to put money in they're doing it for the community mm. people are sitting there going ulterior motives and this and that and the other and i'm like well what ulterior like ryan reynolds is a billionaire like what ulterior motive could he possibly have yeah exactly <laughs> i don't think he would have sat there one day and gone do you know what i really fancy buying a fifth or sixth tier welsh football yeah. team like absolutely that's my a rep- bit of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah sitting there going oh god my reputation's terrible i need to I need to go and sports wash a British football club, you know, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, but so, so that, that's one of those things where I just sit there and go like, you know, they're getting a bit of a rep and stuff, but I mean, it's like, that's the kind of ownership we all should be behind. Do you know what I mean? I think, mm. I think we've all had it. We had a bay about this the other week, didn't we, didn't we Ben, uh, where we were just talking about, you know, thinking about the other clubs around Wrexham who haven't necessarily had that, those Hollywood stars come in and, and, buy them because that's going to be a rarity but mm. even like the millionaire billionaire clubs so what impact does that have a- around the rest of them but uh so not like Notts County missing out it, it, you know does that have an impact on on the other communities around it it does it does but you know the flip side is Notts County are a big club and they'll recover right they're yeah. they are a big club I know mm. that they're in the National League right now but they're a big club and they'll recover and I fully expect them to go and win it next season because you don't get a hundred and what is it, ten points they're on, whatever it is, yeah. and yeah, hundred and six, I think, or hundred and three, you know, at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know, I, I get, I get the the whole idea of impact on the clubs around them and stuff, but and and like you said, to some extent, well, we're kind of doing the same thing with AFC Crew, right? We, we, we're able to put in better facilities and and better coaching and whatever else because we have a bit of extra financial backing, you know, to be able to get players and pay their expenses you know which other clubs can't do at the level we're at you know um so you you know I I get that but then at the same time there's nothing wrong with wanting to be ambitious as a football club and if you've got the money to do it and you can do it in a sustainable way do it do you know what I mean Mm, I think that that for me is the key bit is the sustainability what's happening at Wrexham is fully sustainable yeah you know they're clearly not going to walk away next week. And if they did, they'd leave the club in a much better state than they're, than it is now or was True. when they took over. And obviously that's yeah. the same thing that we want to be able to do with AFC crew is in two, three, four, five years time, turn around and go, well, we've created a sustainable club. It's got two, three, 4,000 members that are all committed and they've, you know, 70% of them have been there for two, three years. So it shows that long-term commitment, you know, it, we know members are going to come and go. We're not idiots, you know, but at the same time, how do we foster that loyalty? How do we foster that, you know, sense of community so that people don't want to leave? Um, yeah. You know, Ben, you're obviously you're in the, you're in the discord. You, you know, it, we are fostering that as much as possible, aren't we? You know? Yeah, absolutely. To... And, you know, you know, I've only, I've only been here for what month and a half, two months or so now. Um, and, you know, everyone is, everyone's open. They're receptive. They're responsive. Um, I know all you guys is also like the community managers that are, are sort of managing each, each sort of segment and thread. You know, it's all, everyone's, you know, they're all engaged. It's all actually a good laugh. It's very receptive and it it's, there's no, there's no typical like football fan hooliganism side of things. You know, no one's arsy yeah. to each other. There's none of that at all. You know, everyone is put in the, the same way. They've got their own ideas and everyone's like, I don't like that idea personally, but I understand why you want that. There's no just like shooting it down for the sake of it. It's rare, yeah. It's something that um, we have, we've had, you know, there's always going to be problems, right? In, in any community, there's always going to be arguments and heated debates and all sorts, right? And, and it goes on, which is fine. And 
but the main thing is is that like i think we always try and put across this idea that there's no egos in there and it's just mm. this is just a group of football fans and you might look you know again a really good example is me and liam right honestly the amount of times we've torn each other's throats out because we're absolutely fuming at each other because of something going on at work or whatever mm. or even just arguing about football <laughs> but i promise you within about two minutes dead and buried move on and like that's what we're trying to foster in the discord as well in the community not people tearing each other's throats out obviously but <laughs> if you're having an argument with someone somebody then you know it's fine to debate that but then after that just kill it and we're all part of the community again yeah. because everything that we're debating is for the betterment of the club not our own egos or our own position or any shit like that no, and you know, being being part of it, yes, it is still obviously early days from my side of things. But yeah, a hundred percent, that's been harboured already, and it is, you know, it's a it's a great feeling. And I remember telling Will about after the first sort of week or two of, you know, scrolling through hundreds, if not thousands, of bloody messages from there, just to read what people are saying and just to get a, a real understanding of it. Because you know, I've come in, I don't, you know, from a, a football running club perspective, I haven't got a clue. I'm a 31 year old, I have no idea what they're doing. But ninety-five percent of them. <laughs> so you know, we're all in it together. I think that that's the whole. That that that's for me. That was the the attraction of it. It's like, what the hell yeah. is all this? Let's have a look. That's it. That's exactly it. We at the end of the day, right? We, during the club selection process, for example, you know, I, I won't name the guy, but we had a guy in there who ran a quite a successful club mm. um, in in another part of the UK, and he was. I, I there was a few of us that were quite suspicious of him quite early on because it felt like he was being deliberately disruptive to try and push people towards a certain vote, let's say, right? Okay. Um, this was when we were picking the club. Mm. Um, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. but I could tell. You, essentially, you could tell you're trying hard. <laughs> yeah, can, can you see it on my face as well? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, he was quite disruptive and and everything that he was a lot of what he was saying was quite um it came across quite like i don't want to say two-faced but duplicitous that's the word i'm looking for he had an ulterior motive with a lot of what he was saying Mm. um but he he kept talking about how much he loved community-owned projects and fan-owned projects and loves the the idea of what new fan are trying to do and what we're trying to do with afc crew and blah, blah blah anyway um he within about a week of um, his club not being voted as the one that we were taking over, he had left the discord and, and whatever else. And, and that for me was like a prime example of where like, actually we were quite patient with him and we were quite, but he was somebody that had a knowledge of how to run a football club. And again, like there was a part of me that was like, the reason that it wasn't quite working with him was because it was about his ego mm. and about what he knew. And he wanted everybody to know what he knew yeah, and how valuable he'd be and we were sort of sitting there going as you just described ben like the whole point of the project is that we don't know what we're doing and we're just learning as we go and we're pushing this club forward and we're going to do everything we can i had no idea by the way about any of the rules to do with fa um fa accreditation for mm. the football club and then the hoops you have to jump through to get a ground is just insane like insane um really yeah i mean we're still we're still talking to cheshire council about 
all sorts of things to try and but obviously we've got the ground share with um with another club in the area all sager mm. um all sager town which is fantastic um and obviously sets us up for i think we signed the contract for three years and there's a two-year extension on that as well if you know we haven't been able to sort out our own little place one day um mm. yeah but yeah yeah you know like the you you learn so much and i just think not having any egos in there and having loads of people that are just learning together um has fostered like a really really nice sense of community in there mm. which is really hard to manage because like we said sometimes people disagree and sometimes people bring things up that you hadn't thought of that are a problem and then you have to go yeah. and fix that problem <laughs> yeah. but you have to sort of tell them we are going to fix that have you got any suggestions and let us take that away yeah. which isn't always easy when you're talking to people that you've never met before never seen their face you know they've just got a username on discord yeah it, it can be tough yeah i can uh, imagine yeah. such a unique challenge for for like the, the almost the board of a of a club to have where you just don't know who the member you don't really know who the members are personally and you've got to have difficult conversations with them we've had yeah, to have wow. there's there've been pl- i mean i could scroll through my phone now there've been plenty of examples of where it's been quite difficult you know um i mean <laughs> i remember the first day actually so <laughs> I'll tell you this, but we we basically we used obviously the owner FC website as like a a, a wireframe for what our website would look because it was just the easiest way to do it because we were trying to do it yeah. quite quickly and you know so it was just the easiest way to do it. So anyway, the guy that we used to do the web design had obviously pulled some text from it and it said owner FC on it. <laughs> then when <laughs> when that got published, anyway, it was all going <laughs> for the first few hours. It was all going fine, all going well, and then someone pops up and goes why does it say owner fc on your website wasn't that a massive scam then we've suddenly got 200 people going are you trying to fucking take our money are you trying to it's like oh my god no 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 no. it was just our web designer blah 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 blah. you know but like that was day one that was day one and i I will never forget it because i was supposed to be working and i wasn't i was on discord all day but (laughs) (laughs) but um you know but that's just like a microcosm of the challenges that we've had and there have been plenty of examples of that which is fine like it's fine it's part and parcel of what we're trying to do and it's always going to happen um but yeah that, it, it's a very unique challenge i've you know i've been working for i'm 31 but i've been working since i was like 14 and i've never experienced anything like this <laughs> oh, it sounds incredible so how how did you manage to so you you got a new manager haven't you or, or recently yeah. signed Gary Taylor Fletcher how does that how did that come about so um, I guess I should tell you the story of the previous two managers as well so to, yeah, to get to Gary this is how we got to Gary um, so the chairman that we bought the club off um, a guy called Matty we got it off him and um, he was basically first team coach as well he was running everything. So for the sake of continuity, we basically said, well, why don't you carry on? You know, obviously, you know, the local talent, you've brought in a load of good players, you know, whatever. Um, so, he, so he did that and it was fine for a little while, but it soon became apparent that he was not remotely up to the job and or um, respected by some of the more senior players. Um, 
So it was becoming quite a problem because what what's essentially happened is we've brought in players that should be playing at a higher level that are super excited about the project, you know, mm. and then they're going, this is not a professional setup. I'm better than this. And it becomes a really difficult situation. So anyway, Matty eventually got removed because of an issue um, that actually ended up costing us three points because of an issue with um, our FA portal and, and some some stuff that he had to do and whatever. But anyway, we drew a line under that. And we brought in his assistant, Billy. Um, again, Billy's a, a local lad. Um, he had really good local knowledge of players. He brought in a load of players from crew as well, um, which was super important. Um, and he sort of, it, again, it, it started off all really well, um, winning loads of games. Obviously, we had loads of really good players. Um, but after Christmas, you know, again, rumblings from the squad about about bad discipline and 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 not you know billy not necessarily having complete control of of the squad and stuff like that um so he was are you set there? Object- are you are you around so to try, are you around the club at this sort of time or are you no so i i actually still play so um, oh, okay. I, i've not been able to get down as much as i'd like this season but I, w- I will be a lot i will be there a lot more next season um mm. but but liam who who was voted in as um co-chairman and and um gaz as well gaz jones who's the other the other chairman um again voted in um they they go down every week and and they sort right. of report back to us and what's going on and blah 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 anyway it, it was quite bad it, it was it got to a point where it was actually quite toxic and messy and, and stuff like that so so in the end the board essentially just decided and again we have to be open and transparent about this stuff like yeah it, it can be quite difficult because you you we don't know who's in the discord right it could be anybody it could be people from the cheshire fa the staff's fa could yeah. be players from other clubs you know all sorts right so we do have to be open and honest and transparent but obviously we just have to like make sure that we word it in such a way that we you know everything's there but that we're not blowing things out of proportion or underplaying things and that the board get the full context of any situation. Um, so they've been getting this week by week with, with Billy and performances and, and, and things like that. And then um, it, it hit in the deer one week. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think we, we, we lost a game and there was a fight and a red card and all sorts of stuff. And it, it just it just boiled over to a point where it was like, we can't have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These people representing our club on a Saturday every week, Mm. especially while we're trying to get into the pyramid. Mm. We're applying to get into the pyramid next season what fa is going to take us on if we've got red cards and 
people flying off the handle and all the rest of it we it just didn't look good at all um so so he got voted out he got um removed um it just so happened that about two or three weeks before that um our new manager gary taylor fletcher um former premier league blackpool striker um yeah had doesn't that left sound his good posi- yeah no, doesn't that amazing, sound good <laughs> um he just left Nantwich Town, his job at Nantwich Town, who, again, I think they're about five or six leagues above where where we're hoping to go into next season. Um, but he lives locally. Um, it just so happens that every now and again, he drinks at the same pub as Liam and Jono, um, two of the founders. Oh, wow. So um, we, one of the guys in the scouting team just reached out and just said, this is the project. Would you be interested in having a chat with our chairman? You know, he lives in Nantwich as well. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, they, they they met up at the pub for a drink. And um, Liam chatted through the entire project and what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to do. Um, spoke to him about, obviously, what went on at Nantwich. So, you know, even that, like, you know, I'll go into it in a bit. But we eventually Gary Taylor Fletcher basically said, love the project, love what you're doing. Um and, I, and I'd love to be a part of it. I want my I want my managerial career to mirror his playing career, right? He started in the National League and he worked his way all the way up to the Premier League, right? It, it's proper fairy tale stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically takes it seriously, like you know, he's he's a proper football bloke, isn't he? Like he's not, yeah, you know, he's not a fuck about, you know. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, he he accepted to take the job, and the board voted him in. Um, it was a bit of a no-brainer for the vast yeah, majority of the board. <laughs> but even that, even that, you know, that, that there was debate around that as well about about bringing him in. Um, and you'd think that for a club in a what is essentially a, a district pub league, right, bringing in a former Premier League manage, uh, player as a manager would be a no-brainer. But there was a lot of people that were like, well, you know, how far does it raise expectations? You know, what 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 happens if he gets bored because the level's not high enough, you know, blah, 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 all this sort of thing. And and don't get me wrong, there were some valid arguments about it, but in the end, obviously, we put it to vote and um, they decided, the board decided to bring him in mm. and he's been a great success since then. Yeah, it's been so, a few yeah, high-scoring games so far, hasn't there? Yeah, see, yeah, uh, well, the he brought in a couple of players from Nantwich that wanted to come they love playing for him so they wanted to come in and again okay. this is what i mean like it just instant like it just brought these standards like so high like instantly you know when billy was you know obviously removed from his position there was a bit of a backlash from some of the players and stuff and you kind of expect it they're loyal to their manager he's brought them in you know that's fine um but then three days later we we turned around and said look gary taylor fletcher's coming in as your manager blah 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 and they're all like, yep, yeah, wicked, going to be there at training next week, can't wait. <laughs> and, you know, and, it, and <laughs> it's understandable, I get it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that that's, that's the pull that he's got mm. at the level we're at. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's just mad. It's just mad. It's insane. Yeah. It's completely insane. If someone told me a year ago that we'd have Gary Taylor Fletcher as our manager and we're going into the pyramid... And we're going to be ground sharing at a stadium that could hold people for six leagues or whatever it is. I'd have told you you're, you know, you're a fucking idiot. Like, 
Shut <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Go get a glass of water, um, lay off the pints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet, and yet and here we are. In such a short period of time as well, it's, it's just such a success story, isn't it? It's mental, mate. It's been absolutely mental. And I think one of the things that a lot of clubs around us really hate is... And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about like we're trying to do something slightly different here. We're, we're sort of trying to run a football club in the digital age. And I think one of the, you know, a lot, don't get me wrong, like a lot of football clubs are using social media well and they're using marketing well and all the rest of it. But like the uniqueness around this project um, and around the model that we're, we're trying to introduce um, it tugs on a few different heartstrings. Like obviously there's the ownership element and the, I can have a stake in a football club, which like most fans don't have. Yeah. Most fans now are a customer, right? To their ownership. And that's a shit feeling when you put so much emotional effort into something. And what you get back is a clap at the end of the game, a thank you message at the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a bit shit. And, and the yeah. rest of the season, you're just getting sent emails. Oh, 20% off on the club shop or, you know, it, it's crap. Right. It's crap. Yeah. It's not what I'm what, like I said, what if your team isn't top of the league, right. And 90% of the time that's Man City, obviously not this season. 90% of the time that's Man City. Even if you have a good FA Cup run and City are on the other side of the draw, you're sitting there as a fan going, probably not going to fucking win it though, are we? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a crap experience. Yeah. Um, it's a good point. I've, I've, I've never really, I haven't given it much thought into that side. But yeah, when you when you say it so categorically, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. And it well, is almost a no-brainer while there's not more more setups like this already. And I suppose, yeah, you know, well, being a trailblazer. Yeah, I mean, that's why we sort of exist, right? We've we, we said about Newfound a hundred times, we're like, yeah, of course it has the potential, potential, and this is talking years <clears> down the line, to maybe take on other clubs, you know, and introduce this model to the right clubs elsewhere, you know. But ultimately, we have to get it right with AFC crew first. There's no point yeah. having 10 clubs and then they all do shit because we've completely spread ourselves too thin and it's, you know, it's not set up properly. Build really, really strong foundations with AFC crew. Build this thing up. And then who knows where it goes. But right now, the focus is AFC crew. And it's because we want to sort of build on the the element of your relationship being lost with your football club, which, mm. like I said, is not true for everybody. I know it's not true for everybody, but I'm saying what all I'm saying is there are a lot of people that do feel that way. Ten years ago, if you'd spoken to my dad and said, George is going to fall out of love with Tottenham over time, mm. he'd go, shut up you idiot him yeah. the one that literally never wears anything other than Tottenham gear do you know what I mean yeah. like and yeah. yet here I am 10 years later and I'm like some billionaire owns it I've got to pay 80 quid to go do you mm. know like I, I, I don't feel like a fan I feel like a customer and that's not how you should feel with a football club whereas now with AFC crew I'm going to go every week it's my club I pay into it every single month for it to run Mm. I get to vote on things. I get, you know, like, I can honestly see myself within the next five years being more passionate about AFC crew than Tottenham Hotspur. And that's not, like, an easy thing to say when you've supported Tottenham for 31 years. And I've followed them. I went all games 15 years I was going all the time. Oh, amazing. You know, I was, I, 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 the whole Champions League run, right? I was, I was there, all the away games, all the home games, everything. 
no, spent all sorts of money on that football club because I sort of believed it, and then it and then it erodes away a little bit because actually what you realise is, well, City are probably going to win it. Mm. You know, mm. like City will probably win it, and then Man United can have the worst decade in the world, but they've still got a squad worth a billion quid, and they can still spunk ninety million pounds on Anthony or whatever. And you just sit there and go, well, there's nothing me as a fan can do about that. Do you know what I mean? No. Money will win out in the end. So anyway, so we thought, right, well, let's take it to grassroots and see what happens. And we're absolutely fucking loving it, to be honest. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different to championship manager, I can, I can well imagine. <laughs> yeah. And actually sort of like managing a team, that, that's one yeah. thing, isn't it? But actually sort of making those big decisions on who's going to manage the team and, and all of that sort of stuff is... That that just must be well, just mind blowing. Liam messaged me um, after his phone call with one of the previous managers, and he literally went, "I've I've fired people before, but that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do." And oh, it's wow. because in a job you don't give a fuck about it, or most people don't give a fuck about their job. If you get sacked, you go and find another one. Whatever. Mm. With football, yeah. you're attached to it, aren't you? It's there is that emotional connection. And so he was literally yeah. like, that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. That was one of the worst phone calls I've ever, ever made. But yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, again, that's something that we're yes. learning is that you kind of have to be cold about it because you do, yeah. as an owner, you can't be attached to a player or a manager or a whatever because yeah. the club is what you're attached to. You've got to think of it objectively. You've got to take the emotion out of that decision and, yeah. and reflect on... You know, you're making these decisions, obviously, you know, on, on behalf of the board of, you know, as you said, sort of 13, 1400 members as well. Everyone's taken that vote to say, look, it's, you know, enough's enough yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So no matter what, you've it, got to, you're representing everyone, aren't you, at the end of the day? Yeah. There's loads of discussions that have gone on, right? And, and you just have to debate it normally, right? And one of the ones that is, it keeps popping up is like, would we ever put like a cap on the membership? And, Ultimately, that's the community's decision, right? If, if if there was ever enough noise from the community about wanting to do that, then then there'd be a vote on it, right? The, the leadership team within the club would would have to run a vote on it. Um, but then the flip side of that, like for me as a as a founder and as part of the leadership group, is I'm sitting there going, well, it costs a lot of money to run a football club. Mm. Like it costs, man. Like yeah. you don't realise how much goes out every month you know and again that's something that we do we're very transparent with it we have an income and expense report that goes out to everybody every month and, and people can see that to make sure that they know what their money's being spent on because it is their money um mm-hmm. but you know this this idea of cap on members we we've, we've debated it a thousand times and some people are going well could you not make it more valuable by having a cap on it and i'm like well in normal like capitalism yeah that works but this isn't that because our product eats money. That's yeah. what it does. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, we're trying it to grow still. Money. Yeah. You know, it, it's so not, not a beast like Arsenal or, or Tottenham or City or United no, 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 where no, no, no. you've got billion and, pound and incomes. No, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, at, at that level, you know, I, I, can't, I read it in an interview the other day. I'm, obviously now I, I, I watch all these like um, B2B football conference things now because I'm super interested in it because we've got, <laughs> we've got this AFC group club now. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember who it was, but they were basically saying that look, debt is fine. So long as it's long term, debt is fine. Mm. And revenue is the most important thing because at the end of the day, the money, ch- the, the club churns through money. 
yeah. churns through it. Wages, operating costs, stadium, utility, all of it, right? Churns through money. So what you need is you need high revenue, but also high debt. High debt's not a problem so long as it's long term. Mm. Um, but I kind of think that with grassroots football, that's not true. If you get into debt, you're in big trouble at grassroots level. And and again, that's why I just don't think that we'd ever get to a point where the board would vote for a cap on members because ultimately we still need that money coming in yeah, all the absolutely. time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something like maybe different tiers in the future where you've got, you know, less of a vote or something potentially or, you know, something like that. However, yeah, that votes, but also it's another that thing. It's another thing that we is. discuss all the time because we set up silver and gold, and silver is essentially three ninety nine, so that anybody can do it. Right? It's mm. cheap. Right? You'd think that most people in the UK, at least, if you you know, if you've got a job and you really want it to be a part of AFC Crew, it's a solid entry level into it. Mm. And then mm-hmm. gold eight ninety nine, you get a double vote. <clears throat> Um, you know, it's a bit more expensive. It's the same as Spotify or whatever. You know, it should be relatively affordable. The, the, the main thing is that it's affordable. The second you start up in prices, it becomes a problem. And again, we had huge debate um, in the Discord about like um, more memberships or people being allowed to put in more if they want to and all this sort of thing. And we had to like really resist it and just be like, no, that, that breaks the model. It creates a hierarchy. It, you know, it, it, a problems will arise if like for example ben if you started putting in 100 pounds a month and then your vote didn't get put through and then you turn around one day and you go well i'm putting in 100 pound a fucking month Mm. why why is my vote not worth more than that person paying 3.99 as soon as we do that we lose what the project's about yeah Um, absolutely so this idea of hierarchy or new tiers or anything like that i agree that we need to come up with better perks for being a gold member you know whether that's things like early access to merch or i don't know like a q a with gary every month or do you know what i mean like, i don't i don't i don't know what that is but mm. you know, it's not my decision to make ultimately but you know we do need to like think of those things but the hierarchy thing is massive for us and i just mm. like i think the difference between silver and gold now is not so big that we'll ever have that problem I worry that if you started introducing like a platinum level or, uh, you know, other levels like that, it, you immediately start causing that problem. Yeah. But is it something that you might have to think about in terms of that, that the bigger the club might get, you need the more income to sustain so, the level that you're at? Yes and no. So the idea at the moment is that the membership level, if it stays at the same level, then we should be from a financial point of view, from a monthly income point of view, fine for the next two years, even if we got promoted every season. Um, Beyond that, yeah, you've got to start looking at new income streams and revenue streams. And we're already doing that, you know, within within the club. Like, we've got a revenue team, we've got a commercial officer, you know, so the guys are working hard at it, you know, um, bringing in these revenue streams. We've also got, um, obviously, we're going quite heavy on the social media side of things. The idea of that obviously being that later down the line, it's a lot easier with sponsors to be able to go, well, we're worth more than the average club at this level because we've got, you know, 100,000 followers on social media versus everyone else on 10,000, you know, mm. whatever it might be. Um, 
so yeah so we're looking at all sorts of sort of angles but again one of the things that we're monitoring is level of income through sponsorship and media and then level of sponsorships level of uh, income through subscribers and again that level we need to like at the moment it's like that right subscribers are 90 percent of income actually in two three four years time you'd want the subscribers to be 30 40 percent of income and the rest be sponsorship and media yeah but i mean that that's entirely dependent on us working very hard to get there yeah yeah so a couple more things from me so i think firstly uh, well now to say congratulations on the uh, the promotion thank you we, have, well, we haven't actually officially been promoted yet because oh, right. oh, okay. Sorry. we've won the league which is great but because we're moving into a different league we're moving into the staffordshire league we we apply for that and then got you we from what we've been told by our reps at the fa should be very smooth sailing because they're looking for new clubs and we fit the bill and blah 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 we've met all their requirements so should be fine we're just waiting for official confirmation on that but um oh, yeah, yeah yeah serious fingers crossed on this fingers one crossed, yes. because the cheshire fa were not helpful at all <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um so yeah so I, I don't know if i can go into it a little bit if you want so we we initially yeah, went for the, we initially went to enter the cheshire fa pyramid um but uh, you know I'll, I'll be candid fuck it that it it felt a lot like a boys club oh, if you weren't okay. in the club you weren't in the club and they didn't oh, like wow. us and the way that we were going about things and whatever um and so we asked them for loads of help on our application and blah blah blah, blah. didn't get much back all sorts and then they replied to us one day and said uh yeah your your application's rejected because of some tiny little fucking technicality or whatever it was um and so we oh, basically sorry. had to pivot quite quickly and we spoke to the staffordshire fa and it was the complete opposite experience. They were super accommodating. They were like, um, we've actually heard about what you're doing. We love what you're doing. Like, it's amazing. Um, Terry at Allsager, so the chairman at Allsager, he's spoken really highly of you at um, AGM meetings and things like that. You know, so it, it was a completely different experience. And they've literally helped us with the application step by step. Um, they've talked us through what we need to do, how we're doing it. Uh, you know, are we passing that criteria? Um, so this is what I mean. This is why we're a gazillion times more confident that it will get approved yeah. um and then that puts us in the pyramid which is a real start for the project in my opinion amazing <laughs> fantastic yeah. but thank you fingers crossed yeah that's just, amazing um, just a quick one for me so obviously changing from cheshire fa to staffordshire fa does that change uh like the the direction of the club in terms of you know working the way up the pyramid um, or the way it uh, runs on a sort of daily or weekly basis for matches and stuff, or what's the sort of difference? Um, no, really good question, because, yeah, essentially. Not the direction of the club, because the direction of the club was always how far can we go, right? Mm. So didn't matter whether it was Staffordshire, Cheshire, Norway, whatever, right? It didn't matter. <laughs> um, the, the main thing was for us was that we were... Um, obviously, we were looking for players in and around Cheshire, Crewe, Manchester when we were going to be in the Cheshire League because of the location of the clubs in the league. Mm. The scouting team that we've got had to pivot quite quickly again because actually we're going to be playing teams in and around the Midlands and Staffordshire and whatever. And so naturally the catchment area changes slightly. Mm -hmm. um, 
for the players that we're, we were looking to bring in. Now, a lot of them don't mind travelling because, again, Gary's a massive draw for a lot of local players. Um, the, the project's a massive draw for a lot of players. So it wasn't massive. But, yeah, like, we did have to make some decisions pretty quickly on, well, actually, the scouting needs to change. The locations need to change. You know, um, training needs to change. All of it. Um, and then from a tier point of view, don't quote me on this, but I think we're actually now one step closer to the national leagues or the counties leagues, sorry, oh, okay. because of the way the Staffordshire FA is set up versus the Cheshire FA. So it could potentially, someone in the Discord will have the uh, the chart, but mm. um, I think we're now actually one step closer than we would have been if we got into the cheshire leagues amazing so it, is it all it works out the 12th yeah tier everything happens for a tier? reason yeah um yeah it's a 12th tier potentially we go into is that right yeah yeah 12th tier so we're so 12 tiers from um premier league 12 tiers from yeah. champions league football yeah, no, can you imagine? <laughs> you get there before Spurs again. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you could see how much that cut you saying that, so I appreciate oh, that. Don't, don't. <laughs> Poch going to Chelsea, Kane going to United, Spurs probably yeah. getting relegated. Great. <laughs> it would be great. You're not wrong. <laughs> it, it sounded like earlier you had a little story about Gary at Nantwich as well. Yeah, so basically, um, we were <laughs> while we were talking to Gary, obviously, and, and everyone was getting excited in the Discord. Obviously, a few people in the Discord they they did their due diligence, and so they should as paying board members. And they looked up obviously Nantwich's results and whatever. And Nantwich were essentially yeah. nearly bottom of the league. In fact, I think they're one game away from being relegated. Um, so naturally, a few people questioned. They were like, "Well, hold on, just because he used to play in the Premier League, it doesn't mean he's a good coach." And yeah. is he going to be right for us and whatever? Um, so, yeah, but from what I remember, Liam and Gary were in the pub and Liam asked him about it. And Gary basically turned around and went. So I I wanted when he when he joined Nantwich, um, it was him and another guy that were joint head coaches, which, again, is a pretty weird setup. But yeah. that was that was how it was. And basically, Gary had said, you need to sign this lad, this centre forward from the club I was at before he was at a uh, Bangor town in Wales okay. he said you need to sign this centre forward he's a goal machine like he doesn't stop scoring and he will he will take us from where we are now we'll, we'll fly up the league no problem mm. anyway the the Nantwich apparently they they contacted um they contacted the club and the club basically said no he's our best player we're not selling him we're not getting rid of him nothing so Gary then said, right, I need this other striker. Anyway, it was too late. The season had started. They couldn't get him in. There was, it was all sorts of, you know, uh, nonsense in, in, you know, grassroots football. And then um, basically about six months later, obviously results hadn't gone their way. They were playing decent football, none twitch, but they couldn't score any goals. Gary was sitting there going, oh, if we got that fucking striker, you know, we would we'd be we'd be well up the league, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, obviously, it got to a point where he got removed and and, and sacked from that job and and and, and he left. Um, apparently, about a week or two later, 
um, Bangor got back in touch with Nantwich and said, can you take him off our hands because we can't afford to pay his wages anymore? Like, we, we need to get rid of him so you can have him for free, no transfer fee, but just take what? his wages off us. Wow. So apparently <laughs> he, he joined Nantwich and he's been bagging in goals ever since. And <laughs> Gary Taylor Fletcher lost wow. his job because yeah. of it. Now, it worked out well for us, obviously. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I would tell Gary that it will work out well for him long term as well to be with us rather than Nantwich. But mm. um, that was the story. Essentially, he didn't <laughs> get the striker he wanted, they couldn't score any goals. He got sacked, and then the striker ended up at Nantwich anyway. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Mental, isn't it? It's fate. It's just fate. The... It's just good things come to AFC crew. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's. That's yeah, what hope, it is. Hopefully, we get that striker next season as well, yeah? Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tell you what, Ben, I don't, I, I don't no, think we've got you Mousy, have seen we? uh, Mike Blundell. Yeah, I've seen the records. Current, have you, yeah, oh, my God. I've seen the records. Just bangs, seen, he bangs in goals for fun. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I just don't like, you know, some people have just got a knack for goals. It's, yeah. just, it's ridiculous. He's, he's insane. He's absolutely insane. What was his, yeah. I can't remember his record at the moment. Something like 38 and 20 or something, if, if not more. Maybe 50 or Mate, That's seriously. It, honestly, Mike Blundell, Mouse up front, he's a joke. He's an absolute joke. I remember when I went to go see them, and he was, you could see how good a player he was at the level he was playing, you know. And I, 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 hit, I hit Liam on the arm and I said, What's, Why is he so angry? Like, why, why is it? And he's just like, It's just how he plays. He just scored, <laughs> if he's not scoring goals, he's pissed off and I was like oh my god <laughs> but yeah I mean it works for him he just scores so many so. love that love that attitude. see I get angry but I can't score goals it's weird <laughs> uh, yeah we could tell you yeah. couldn't we <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the last couple of questions for me how, how do how do we get tickets to go and see and how do we get a replica shirt because me and Ben have got a bit of a collection going on I've ordered a shirt bro don't you worry right the day, it went, oh, the okay. day it went live, I ordered a shirt, mate. Don't you worry. Oh, really? Well done. <laughs> right. Uh, tickets. You don't need tickets. Um, we, obviously, next season, even when we're in the stadium, it'll just be free to come and watch the lads. Right. We're, we're not at a level where I think we can uh, justify tickets. So it should be fine. And then uh, replica shirts. The pre-sales went on the AFC crew shop about two weeks ago i think it was two three weeks ago um so if you head to the afc crew website uh the shop is on there and there's all manner of merch and shirts and all sorts and they'll be sent out once the designs are finalized in the next like week basically to be ready for the new season fantastic yeah we will add i'll get, I'll get myself one as well it's worth saying as well that the kit was actually designed by one of the members in the board um super talented guy he came up with a design about six seven months ago and right. here we are now and it's actually the kit that's going to be it's amazing kit it's so so nice and i assume you had a vote on that and it was approved yeah being... yeah there were Excellent. four or five different designs we whittled it down and that one won because it was just so good amazing fantastic ben have you got anything else um I, no, no nothing for me apart from just a massive thank you for coming on um, it's been yeah, a pleasure. Obviously, we'll uh, a we'll tag all Thank the guys. Uh, 
it's a yeah it's a project that i like talking about so if you ever want me back i'll i'll be happy to talk about it but oh, yeah we you know it's super exciting we're, we're doing so much just really want us to push on get into the leagues and start pushing up the pyramid because it's super exciting and we just want more people to To, to, to join yeah get the yeah. following no great it'll be good to have you back get an update and hopefully take the piss out of Tottenham a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we appoint Ryan Mason as our full-time manager yeah <laughs> can't wait always six year deal <laughs> come on <laughs> and uh, George again thank you mate it's been a pleasure uh, Will as always speak to you soon thank you see, see you later guys. cheers guys <laughs>